T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We want to bring in a definite friend of the program, uh, State Senator and Dr. Siobhan Donovan. Good morning, uh, Senator. How are you doing today? I am well, thank you. Good morning to you, Gary. Happy New Year. And uh, eyes straight on uh, towards session as we're all preparing to start in about 10 days. Yeah, it's uh, it's really going to kick in in about a week, and uh, excited to talk to you about uh, from a preview standpoint the session a little bit. But first of all, let's uh, let you put your doctor hat on uh, uh, as we turn the calendar from December to January. What's your take on what we've seen so far in the uh, winter? You know the so-called triple demic and flu season, and uh, this is a time of year where a lot of people get sick every year. What's, what have you seen so far uh, through December and uh, now into January? Well, I, I haven't, you know, been uh, trying to track very closely data and information, and I haven't seen anything about a surge that, you know, that we've heard about from mid-December on. Everything is fairly anticipated. We've got an anticipated bad flu season, which is why everybody was encouraged to get the flu, maybe a little um, more easily susceptible after COVID. There's some theories on that and lockdowns. We've got COVID, which is tooling along, you know, mostly in the high-risk groups. They're the ones that are being hospitalized. We've got treatments for both, which is outstanding. And we've got kids with an unusually high rate of RSV or respiratory syncytial virus over this past fall. But we really haven't seen any... Um, you know, cries of a surge since early December. So I think we, we have the higher rates of all of those things, um, but we seem to be maybe at kind of a steady state. We'll see what happens after the holidays. We probably need to give it another week. I was just going to ask, is that something you would anticipate that we may see uh, a, a, an increase in activity after all the holiday gatherings? That's typical. You know, I mean, when you're around other people and you have the opportunity to be exposed to virus, yes, it's typical to see a surge afterwards. Hopefully it doesn't translate to hospitalizations and severe illness. But, yeah, I think that in general the holidays are a time of increased colds. You know, honestly, as a, as a doctor and, you know, as a family, we've had people in the family that have just had plain old-fashioned colds. They test negative for everything, but they've got cold. So there's a lot going around right now. So, yes, I expect to see a lot of that. I think the key is that's somewhat normal as you cycle year over year. Where are we with hospitalizations and deaths? And I think that was the big concern late November after Thanksgiving and early December. 
Um, but we, we really haven't seen any big spike yet. I, um, I am one of those. I had that, uh, the, the, the winter cold a week before Christmas and uh, it was like, hey, what do you know? People still get colds, and it doesn't have to be anything more than that. And so I was thankfully that uh, affected me for a couple days and then uh, cleared up. What are, I guess, uh, is there something people should be on the lookout for? And this is not a COVID question. This is just, you know, the flu season. Is there anything people should be look on the lookout for, or should they just do all the sensible things that people do every year to try to maximize uh to minimize the possibility of catching something. Yeah, I mean, there are things that we know should be done. Definitely get your flu vaccine if you haven't had it. The flu season rages on for several more months. Um, If you're sick, stay home or wear a mask. You know, do something to protect the people around you. You know, be cautious. That may be the biggest take-home we have from COVID is, you know, I, I got my cold from people coming to work sick when I had it before Christmas, too. It's, you know, ha- do we have a culture shift? Is it is it, you know, still a situation of you're heroic if you go to work sick because you're getting your work done and you're doing what you need to do? Or, or are we going to say, hey, stay home and get better, even if it's just a cold? But if you do have it, so there's there's soft information like what do we guess might work? That would be things like um, wearing a mask at work. We don't have scientific evidence to show that if you're the sick one, it makes good sense. And there's some evidence to support it, but it's not as convincing as something like the flu shot. We're talking to state senator and Dr. Siobhan Donovan. Let me ask you this is, you know, COVID is not gone, uh, but it is, you know, we've all kind of moved on. And my question is this, is COVID now that, thing that's just another one on the list of yeah you you know it's like flu COVID. you know there's there's three or four things on the list and COVID's just on the list now kind of just lopped in with everything else i yes i think so i think that we're going to have this you know it's it's fascinating to me because COVID 19 is a very specific virulent virulent coronavirus that has the Um, capacity to cause this severe respiratory illness. But coronaviruses are the most common cold virus. So in a way, coronaviruses have always been around, not in a way, but definitely. COVID-19 is very specific. It's interesting to hear epidemiologists talk about this because the cycle for really making this endemic in the population is more like five years. And by that, they mean that there's this, um, you know, that it, that it is something that really doesn't make people very sick that often. Um, but it's, it's interesting when they talk about the kids we have now, even unvaccinated, by the time they're in their 30s and 40s, if there's another SARS-type virus like this, they will have immunity to it and will be very unlikely to get sick. So I think that, yes, I think at this point in time, we're at an indolent um, somewhat, um, you know, acclimated to having the virus around. There's still people that are going to get sick and die from it. You got to be careful about being extra precautious with those people. But we are on the cycle to not only have this just be something that's around, but in the future to be something that probably doesn't even cause severe illness anymore as, as people who have, are developing immunity to this now age and get it back into that high risk age category themselves. I hope that makes sense. 
Yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, let's shift gears now and talk a little bit about the upcoming General Assembly session. And let me start with this. Based on what you know at this point, what type of session are you expecting? Um, you know, that's really interesting because it's layers of an onion. I think we're going to have a session where the governor is now much more prepared and able to execute on bills that address the agenda he spoke about when he ran for office last year. Of course, he was inaugurated and it was a, you know, it was a very quick surge, um, you know, for him to get down to session. So he's had a year to develop policy to submit a, a, a caboose budget, which means tagging on to the end of a two-year budget. And so you're going to see a, a lot more of the governor's agenda being laid out. You're going to see a lot more politics because it's an election year for every single person in the legislature. You're going to see a lot of people who want to keep things fast and nimble because it is an election year and they want to get home and run for office. So it'll be interesting to see how much arbitrary politics there are in this session, as opposed to thoughtful consideration of bills that may help, because people are going to want to be drawing lines in the turf for their coming elections and having things that they can say in their campaigns that are evocative. What do you think are a couple of things the governor's really going to push in this section session? You know, I would hesitate to speak for him, but I, you know, I think that the things I've heard him talk about and the things that I've seen in his budget are he is laser focused on mental health and recognizes the failure that we've had in responding to depression, suicide, access to treatment in Virginia for years preceding the COVID lockdown and now much more acutely felt and very, very serious. Um, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, we have in a short period of time lost more Virginians and more, it's more um, Americans to fentanyl than we ever lost in the Vietnam War. If, if you know, we, we need to sometimes have perspective about what the cost is of us not having a ready-for-action mental health system in Virginia, and that's one of them. And so he's making big investments and big strides. He spent a year analyzing where we are. He's working on that. He's clearly working on economic development and creating an environment in Virginia where opportunity can flourish because he knows it's not the government that creates industry and business and jobs. It's individuals, and the government has to get out of their way. So I know those are two really big issues that he's working on this year. Let me hey, ask you to speculate about the governor may not be fair. So let me ask you about uh, State Senator Siobhan Donovan. Do you have any uh, bills that you want to tout that you are definitely planning on putting forward in the state Senate? I do. Um, I, you know, where we are in, in this, in the process of reading for the Senate to start is that last Friday was a deadline for us to have pre-filed bills. There's a limit of pre-filed bills that you can have, and those all needed to have been submitted um, by early December. The drafters were to get the original. These are all lawyers that look at the code and figure out where your idea goes in the code if you didn't give them specific language. They had to have all of those drafts to us last Friday. 
we have until this Friday to request edits on those bills. And they will have to be what we call laid on the desk of the clerk and made public no later than next Wednesday. So I'm working on editing and working on all that kind of generally in education. I want to build on former successes I've had. I had a bill six years ago called Passport Credits, which um, standardized and streamlined the core curriculum credits at community colleges and built those credits in a way that they were um, standard in, in their academic rigor and uh, that's something that every four-year college in Virginia would take. And as a result, we are saving Virginians who get those credits at a community college and go on to a four-year college $20,000 in a baccalaureate degree. That's a big legislative success, and we need to put it in more places. We need to have those credits that actually count towards your graduation from either community college or four-year college in high schools and dual enrollment. So I'm looking for ways to cut the cost of higher education, to streamline. We have such a cumbersome education system, nursing degrees. There, There are four different places you can get a nursing degree or really any stage of a nursing degree from a medical assistant, LPN, um, RN, that all of that education needs to be streamlined. We need to make it easier for people to be nurses. We need to make it less expensive and faster. So there's a lot of education stuff with that concept that I'm looking at. On the healthcare side, we're doing some really big things on increasing transparency about prescriptions and cost of prescriptions and making sure doctors have that information when they prescribe and that will allow us to reduce the burden of out-of-pocket expenses for patients across the board on medications and, by the way, increase their compliance with that. And then one I'm really excited about is interconnecting electronic medical records in Virginia so that as you go to see each of your doctors or if you're in the emergency room and then in their office, they can see your records, your labs, your you know radiology tests, Things don't have to be duplicated. You don't have to have them. You don't have to wait for them to be sent to another doctor. Your doctors actually have the actionable data to take good care of you in the least expensive, fastest way. So those are those are kind of conceptually where I am. You're going to see my bills next week, but they're in edit right now. Looking forward to it very much. Always great to catch up. Uh, be well and best of luck with the session. Thank you, Gary. Happy New Year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.